Okay, everybody, I'm going to trust that you said a quick prayer before we start this to yourself. Heidi and I always do a little prayer before we start these, and we just thought, um, you know, that you definitely need your own personal time to speak with the Lord and ask Him to speak to you. So we definitely want to give you and uh, encourage you to do that. So pause us for a second, pray. And then we can dive in. Okay, and today we finished up. Uh, we finished up John's letters, Second and Third John, and then went into Jude. Uh, just finishing up these letters uh, from John. They have been. I say this about every book in the New Testament and Old Testament. <laughs> I know, but uh, they are definitely have become more recently some of my favorite books in the Bible and they're just so hard hitting they're so cut and dry there's just you know they it, it's definitely definitely the sword you know <laughs> it splits mm -hmm. and there's no question to it nor we have to take this seriously I always say it and this is how we have to act and this is how we have to be he's being hard-hitting and then he's also telling us to walk in love and, and as we go on we'll see that and that's the main point but um remember we're not we're not out to go be kingdom builders we're out to walk in love and to spread the gospel and to be kind and to and to look that radical difference you know that's what we're supposed to we're supposed to do that's kind of what John's saying uh, so we don't like Lord over the world but we have to hit these things at home and we have to square these away and we have to live for Christ and we have to make sure that that we are walking in these ways and not just saying it not doing these lofty fake you know that that's not going to cut it it's that it's just not going to work and at the same time the the all of the letters i mean you couldn't find the word love any more than mm -hmm. in any other book i think uh so we just have to keep that in mind and just not tolerate false teachings understand where they come from um, and then just be the light. So go in here into Second John. He addresses it to the chosen lady and to her children here in verse 1. That's just going to be a local church, so we can just take that for the, the church. Um, just kind of a global message. Uh, Whom I love in the truth, as does everyone else who knows the truth. Verse 2. Because the truth lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace which come from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, will continue to be with us who love, who live in truth and love. I mixed up love and truth there. Cause <laughs> There's of, a lot of them all together. Yeah. How, yeah. How happy I was to meet some of your children and find them living according to the truth. Just as the Father commanded. Just as the Father commanded. Mm -hmm. And who commanded us? And, and 
I was happy to meet some of your children and find them living according. Mm -hmm. So this isn't talk, we're living it. Yeah. I think I was in verse five. five. Yeah. yeah. I'm writing to remind you, dear friends, that we should love one another. This is not a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. Love means doing what God has commanded us, and he commanded us to love one another, just as you heard from the beginning. Love. Well, because again, if you take every commandment God gave in the Torah, in the Old Testament... It, you can sum it all up in love, because love. love does no wrong. It doesn't... Let's see. Where are we at? Seven? Seven. Mm -hmm. I say this because many deceivers have gone out into the world. They deny that Jesus Christ came in a real body. Such a person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked so hard to achieve. Be diligent so that you receive your full reward. Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. So, if you wander away from this teaching, you have no relationship with God. This book has, has I haven't been able to help myself bring up this question of this salvation question. And this just answers it to me. If you wander away and you go off and just this... You know, of course, there's the prodigal son to a sense. Sure. But if you, I mean, if you go off and you're just living a long period of you just, you know, you're real excited for a short, you know, short period of time, then you go, you didn't really have God. You didn't really have salvation. Christ was was never real to you in the first place. So you, you remember that, yes, he, he offers you salvation. But you have to accept it, and part of you accepting it is you is you work you you doing something in love, you know. That's like any other changed. relationship yeah. that you have, whether it be a husband and wife. A, you know, love has to have some sort of action to it, and if you don't have that action and you just go fall off, you probably didn't love him to begin with. Mm. So, um, just in that that no relationship with God there's no question about this you did not have salvation to begin with not saying you still can't sure <laughs> that, yeah. because it's still while you can please if anybody does please get it while you can well but God knows your true heart so if your true heart was never really there in the first place right because if it really was truly there, you're being transformed and changed. Right. It, it, it changes your life in yeah. and out. And, and the spirit doesn't allow you mm -hmm. to do that. And, and I think we saw that we saw that yesterday. Yeah. It was. We've done so many of these. It's awesome. I love them. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of so hard fun. to keep them straight. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to keep them straight, so you will have to forgive me. So correct. So you'll have to listen to all yeah, of them so because they're all going to cross over. We will definitely look listen to these. Well, Heidi will before we put them up, but I can also be corrected on yeah. comments if yes. I am. So. Anyway. Um, Ten. If anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ... Don't invite that person into your home or give a, or give any kind of encouragement. 
Anyone who encourages such people becomes a partner in their evil work. That's fairly clear. Again, I mean, it's that just goes along with the fact that you can't serve God and you can't serve money. You can't serve two masters at once, one or the other. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, I, I mean, that's the same kind of way. If you give any kind of encouragement, you become a partner. And so if you do it, if you give any kind of application to it, you're just as bad as they are. Well, and I think that's such a big deal when you look at so much that we see in our country today with these big time Bible teachers or whatever you want to label them that you're like, whoa, that's wrong. These these prosperity right. gospels and all these things like what are you doing? That is not what this message is. So anyone who is giving any kind of encouragement and support to that. I mean, John here is saying yeah, that this you is, become a yeah, partner in, in their evil work. And let me just, just to say we did here, um, where are we at? Let's see. We're on 12. Okay, let me just close it out so we can sum yeah. book the second letter up. I have much more to say to you, but I don't want to do it with paper and ink. For I hope to visit you soon and talk with you face to face. Then our joy will be complete. Greetings from the children of your sister chosen by God. Okay. I really wish you wouldn't have stopped there. I wish I you would have just kept going. Writing. Please write. <laughs> Keep telling me everything that you've got to tell us. Um, maybe it would have been. Maybe it wouldn't have been relatable for us. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but to sum up this letter, we, letter to a church, to the church, mm -hmm. to us, to me and you, to all of us, telling us to live in truth. He is telling us that we can tell, again, believers by their fruit, by what they do. Because if they don't do these things and they wander off and they, they don't know God, mm -hmm. you don't have God. I mean, these are all clear and you can't. So, I mean, these people that, that confess with their mouth and they say these things but don't act like it. Well... We need to pray for them because they're yeah, it's, they don't have a good ending. So going into now, I guess we'll go ahead. And I'll let you go ahead and take uh, Third John. All right. Since we're going into that, um, Gaius is definite was a travel partner of Paul, and so that's who he. This, this is a personal too. letter to Gaius, um, but obviously we can we can gain a lot from this letter and just the example of a Christian life. And um, yeah, go ahead. All right, Third John. This letter is from John the Elder. I am writing to Gaius, my dear friend, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Some of the traveling teachers recently returned and made me very happy by telling me about your faithfulness and that you are living according to the truth. I could have no greater joy than to hear that my children are following the truth. Dear friend, you are being faithful to God when you care for the traveling teachers who pass through, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the churches here of your loving friendship. Please continue providing for such teachers in a manner that pleases God. For they are traveling for the Lord, and they accept nothing from people who are not believers. So we ourselves should support them so that we can be their partners as they teach the truth. 
So you can tell, I mean, why we would have this this information, mm-hmm. um, especially for for teachers of the word and, and different things like this. It's interesting they accept no help from the outside. Sure, just from within the church. It's really funny that the church has gotten very, very political. Yeah. And that is one thing that that um, the president has has definitely been very, very vocal about. Because mm-hmm. um, that was one, you know, I don't know, we won't go into that podcast, but um, yeah, it, 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 it shouldn't be. Well, and you look at how we do not, as believers, our first place that we should go when we are struggling or in need of anything should be the church. Right. Within the church, we should be happily willing to give every bit of excess we have to help other <laughs> believers within um, the church. But that's not really what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, that was our thing. Like, I know we shared in the magazine, you know, the sweet sister in Christ, Lisa, that we've gotten to come across. And she's sick and struggling and all of these things. And for her, she she's homeless and she's sick and she's dealing with all this and didn't know where to go. And she was like, it's incredibly embarrassing. But I'll set up a GoFundMe page. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. She's gone to the church. She's got, I mean, her local church that she goes to and all these different things. And oh, well, we're not set up for that. You'll have to go to the, you know, it's just not how it works. And that is just mind-blowing. That is not what it should be. We should all be happily ready to go without excess ourselves so that we can help out a fellow believer. That was one of the things that Trump reversed, though, is the church wasn't allowed to back a a particular political Mm -hmm. uh, party. But now you can? Yeah, now you can. That's insane. All right, verse 9. So that just... Nope, not even going to touch yeah. it. Verse 9. I wrote to the church about this, but Diotrephes? Uh, yeah. Diotrephes? Sorry, guys. Who loves to be the leader, refuses to have anything to do with us. When I come, I will report some of the things he is doing and the evil accusations he is making against us. Not only does he refuse to welcome the traveling teachers, he also tells others not to help them. And when they do help, he puts them out of the church. Dear friend, don't let this bad example influence you. Follow only what is good. Remember that those who do good prove that they are God's children, and those who do evil prove that they do not know God. (laughs) See, that is the most clear statement ever. This is why we can't give Jesus away like candy in our our world today. Like, we we talk about it. We just say, you know, we we throw his name around like it's, it's nothing. Yeah. You can't. If you do that, like, well, it's like we've turned. We want we want everybody to come to Jesus, right? So we just want you to come say a little prayer and show up to this one church service, and boom, bam, you have Jesus. We just throw his name out like we're handing him out like crazy, but we can't do that. I mean, to to Mm-mm. accept Christ and to follow him is a much. It's a whole life change. It's radical. Right. It's huge. I mean, it's so much more than you say a little prayer. And then go back to living your normal life, but you've got a Jesus card to pull out. 
Yeah, and we tend to think that, again, of evil as stuff that we see on Halloween, right? Like, yeah. It's like, why well, don't... I'm not we, a Satanist. I'm we not don't, evil. We don't see, you know, pride as evil. Yeah. We don't see... Greed. Greed. Loving the world. Loving the... <laughs> we don't see all these things. Yeah. I saw that. I mean... That is often the evil one. So, um, I stopped you right before the very last yeah. verse. So, now it's really not going to make sense. But. <laughs> verse 12. Everyone speaks highly of Demetrius, as does the truth itself. We ourselves can say the same for him, and you know we speak the truth. I have much more... Here he goes again. No. I have much more to say to you, but I don't want to write it with pen and ink, for I hope to see you soon, and then we will talk face to face. Peace be with you. Your friends here send you their greetings. Please give my personal greetings to each of our friends there. Here's poor John. Here he is writing these little letters thinking he's living out, you know, these last yeah. days of his life. And then, like, Revelation. Yeah, and then Revelation. Huge book, you know, that goes on and on. Yeah, this like, is, that's what, the, little... that's what the funniest thing about this is because they're, like, that's what uh, a lot of critics will say, that the difference between John's letter, all John's books. Yeah. You know, between the gospel, it's the not letters, like Revelation and was something. Revelation. He, yeah, I mean that's totally yeah, different. Yeah, that's that's completely. All right, we're gonna move into Jude. You gonna read that or am I? Uh, I will. I love Jude. I don't know how many times you're gonna stop this one. Well, you've got. I know. Twelve minutes. <laughs> we're trying, guys. I think we're doing pretty good. I think we've definitely improved on our quicker for these ones, anyways. All right, um, going into Jude. Uh, first question that was it Lily or Travis this morning? I think you both know. of both of them were talking about it. So, but they wondered why. Uh, verse one: This letter is from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jude. Uh, Jude and James were brothers of Jesus. Not a lot of people know that. Um, our children do but our children they, they asked why Jude didn't refer to Jesus as his brother like brother of Jesus yes um, the answer to that is he was Jesus is Lord and Jude was a servant to his Lord and Savior well it was a very humbling thing and it's a know? very yeah and it was also very very humbling to keep your name and that was one thing that that you know you you see over and over again of, of not referring to plus they were Jews yeah so if this is the Messiah oh yeah. you wouldn't refer to him totally as your brother yeah. <laughs> you know that's a, mm -hmm. so you are a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James mm -hmm. um, that's that's I know that so I am writing to all who have been called by God the Father who loves you and who keeps you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else. I guess I did a really, really bad job of setting Jude up. What? Obviously, Jude is just, it's another letter. It's awesome because he goes to refer to his letter. He's He's got a, a wide audience here. Of Obviously, this is these would have been Jewish Christians. But it's fitting for the church and, and a warning for, a timeless warning for us. 
Um, and there's a bunch of little interesting tidbits that Jude throws in here. Jude actually is one of the first book that quotes directly out of Enoch, yeah. out of one Enoch, um, which you and I have gone down that hole before, which we love. Um, yeah. You definitely have to be careful with it. I'm not... We should do a series or something. Yeah, like uh, maybe maybe we can kind of discuss that offense. But um, anyway, uh, there's just a lot of really, really cool things uh, in this book, or in this letter. And so Jude, though, was it was going, writing to a, a group of believers here saying, hey, I was... I, I was going to write about, hey, this look at this salvation and the coming, you know, the, the Jesus is going to return someday. Um, you know, all, all this awesome stuff that, that we've all just got. But I have to warn you about false teaching. So Apparently he uses his, his whole letter and just dedicates it to false teachings. And this was an issue then. Just as is an issue now. So everything that is in here, you can you can just fit alongside what we have in the church today mm -hmm. and giving us instruction on that. Where did I stop? I know I stopped myself. Like in the early. second sentence I, of three. And I'm yeah, I'm really Sorry for doing that, everybody. Second sentence of three. Yeah, but now I find... But now I find that I must write about something else. Urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches. Saying that God's mar marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago. For they have denied our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. Again, this was definitely a problem that was um, in the Greco-Roman world in general, um, especially in in Greek mythology and the goddesses and the temples and the the way that they did things. Like, yeah, this was definitely definitely a problem so uh the immoral lies and, and, and trying to mix jesus along in with this greek and roman um culture is so yeah it, it definitely fits for that but it it also fits in today too i was gonna say how's that so different from what we're doing today it's not it's not at all so well and we I mean, we've read it again so many times, but God is telling us the things that he detests. And these attitudes and behaviors in these hearts are rampant and encouraged within the society of even our church culture today. But yet right. these are the things that God detests? Right. How is that any different than this right here? It's not. Like, that makes no sense. It's not. That's why the church is a lot smaller than it thinks it is. Mm -hmm. Or, well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes <laughs> you sense. You said it right, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, five? Yep. So I wanted to remind you, though you already know these things, that Jesus first rescued the nation of Israel from Egypt, but he later destroyed those who did not remain faithful. 
Yes, it was Jesus. Because he is the I am. Mm -hmm. And that's that's that. So go back through your Old Testament. So go back through your Old Testament. That's Jesus. And, yep, <laughs> see Jesus. Or any time you see the angel of the Lord, mm -hmm. capitalize the angel of the Lord. Um, Jesus. That's your Lord and Savior right there. Uh, verse 6. And I remind you of the angels who do not stay within the limits of authority God gave them, but left the place where they belonged. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. Um, that verse right there, verse 6, this refers back to Genesis 6. Mm -hmm. It is 6, right? I will correct it if I'm wrong. But it, I'm pretty sure it's Genesis 6. I have a different book pulled up. Uh, to the... We're pulling it up right now. Hold on. You can talk. I'll double check because I'm pretty sure that that's what it is too. A world gone wrong. Yet. Yes, to the the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. Okay, these were half angel, half human uh, beings that became giants, and it's a uh, the book Hercules. of again. I don't. Well, it's not a canonical book, and I caution everybody, and only because Jude quotes it here I feel comfortable saying, so I caution everybody, if you read it, there's definitely been some some issues with the book in itself. Um, that's the reason why it's not in our canon. Mm -hmm. A lot of, like, the King James 1611 Bible mm -hmm. has it. it. Yeah. Does have it. Yeah. Uh, it is a canonical book. Yeah, one Enoch is a canonical book, accepted in I th the Ethiopian in the Orthodox, Orthodox Church. Yeah, I think the Greek, the Greek Orthodox mm -hmm. Church has it. Problem is, it was part of the. Um, uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they had it. So anyway, so I caution everybody when you if you go and read it, don't. Um, don't take it. Uh, why I say that is because people have done some crazy stuff with it. They've mm -hmm. done some, you know, like there's secrets in this book that you'll be able, you'll only ever be able to unlock if you only read this. And this is why it's a mystery why it was kept out of the Bible. It's like, no, enough research will tell you why it wasn't a mystery. But it, it does, it's enough for you to read and to get a lot out of and to understand that if Jude and and the apost and and we quote one Enoch, then there's a lot of weight behind it. Well, and it's a fascinating and, book, and I feel like it does fill in blanks of things where you're like, oh. And Enoch okay. was a prophet. Yep. And we know that he was a scribe, so we know that he likely wrote his prophecies down in some form or another. Yeah. So. I won't go into too much, but too much more with it. But brother. it's very, very interesting. It's an interesting book. It's actually, um, you know, Enoch would have been the first uh, prophecy of Jesus, prophecy of Jesus, way before mm -hmm. anything else. 
because he was seventh generation from Adam. So he this would have been before a lot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before yeah. like everybody. Yeah. So um, that that's another interesting factor and the of it. But the first person to be caught up. The correct the first more. being to caught up. But the reason why I keep saying that I mentioned it to begin with is. Um, the these are watcher angels that mm-hmm. the book of Enoch speaks about. He speaks about this time period of the the fallen angels that had and that you can take with it however you want to take it, but it's an interesting yeah, but we know that there's a there's fact to it because we have a we have it speaking of it in Genesis yeah. And and we know absolute you know it was like one of those you know you called it a pink unicorn yeah. things when you were reading through Genesis you read chapter six and you're like wait a minute what you just mentioned this so one wait, little blurb so about wait wait like angels angel and, human like babies. you're wait angels were mated with humans and nobody's gonna talk and, about it and we're not gonna say anything <laughs> yeah. about this okay well anyway these these watcher angels are bound. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, there's there's other studies, and the book of Tobit actually talks about one of them mm-hmm. that's bound. Tobit was another non-canonical book. But again, with any non-canonical have, book, you take it and you cross-reference it with Scripture although, to see if it holds up. Although Tobit do. is on your Bible app. Yeah. Like, and Bible apps are usually not that, saying that that's the tell-all. But usually those books that are not, like Enoch's not on your Bible, mm-hmm. but Tobit is. Mm-hmm. And Tobit speaks of... Because it isn't it in the Catholic... Yeah, it's in the Apocrypha, mm-hmm. I think. I don't remember. Um, but Tobit speaks of, uh, of it too. So there, we have little bits and pieces where we know exact, But we know exactly who Jude is talking about. He's talking about the Genesis 6 angels that are kept in judgment which are bound in chains it speaks of them in revelation when we're letting them go um to destroy the earth right scripture that we do have in the canon and if it holds up and holds correct then it's yeah then okay correct then then you can learn something right exactly so that's what that's what jude is talking about here um so yeah, there's a, there's a lot to that. Um, that's why I hope I kind of got off on a rabbit hole there. So I hope I didn't go off too much. Well, you're at your time now, so see how quickly. So you verse seven. <laughs> yep. And don't forget Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, which were filled with immorality and every kind of sexual perversion. Those cities were destroyed by fire and serve as a warning of the eternal fire of God's judgment. In the same way, these people who claim authority from their dreams, living moral lives. Defy authority and scoff at supernatural beings. But even Michael, one of the mightiest of angels, did not dare accuse the devil of blasphemy, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. This took place when Michael was arguing with the devil about Moses' body. This event is not recorded in Scripture, which is another interesting fact about Jude. And this is actually one of the facts that almost kept Jude out of our biblical mm-hmm. canon was because the amount of times that he references non canonical books. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember that Jude was a Jew mm-hmm. and would have this would have been a lot of Jewish tradition and oral tradition and everybody Which knew you can gain a lot who of knowledge he was talking from. about. Right. 
so that but anyway that's another account that's not in there but it's interesting and yeah i guess it isn't in there because it doesn't need to be i suppose although if there's an angel arguing with satan about something like i I really like that dialogue like that would be really cool dialogue but i don't know i guess we don't need it i guess i'll just have to wait um (laughs) Verse 10, but these people scoff at the things they do not understand. Like unthinking animals, they do whatever their instincts tell them, and so they bring about their own destruction. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. What sorrow awaits them, for they follow in the footsteps of Cain, who killed his brother. Like Balaam, they deceive the people for money, and like Korah, they perish in their rebellion. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals commemorating the Lord's love, They are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals. So that means, again. Again, this is Jude now saying this. Within the church. Within the church. So it's not just all these worldly things that we need to be concerned about. We just came through, we just finished the John's letters. And every single one of John's letters, John is warning you of this in the church, of these things. And then we have Jude that dedicates his whole letter yeah. specifically to this. God, we have to be careful of this. And, and so this is going to be bigger. They knew that this problem was going to be bigger and it was just going to grow. That's what Paul said. He goes, I know once I'm got, they're going to come in like wolves, man. Not sp-. And they did and they will and they continue to. And we see that, and that is exactly why we're sitting here in this basement with this crappy microphone, just <laughs> reading straight out of the Bible, is because of this is what we're doing now because of people like this and warning the true church, hey, this is what these people are. Unfortunately, these people have gotten bigger than any of us can do anything about. So that's why, yep. That's why we're here. Um, <laughs> After shipwreck you. Okay. They're like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. I'm really surprised I got through that. Sorry. They're like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They're like trees in autumn that are doubly dead, for they bear no fruit and have not and have been pulled up by the roots. They're like wild waves of the sea churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They're like wandering stars doomed forever to blackest darkness. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, Listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So he quotes, that's where he quotes Enoch right there, talking, directly talking about the second coming. Yeah. I mean. Seventh generation from Adam. Seventh generation from Adam, speaking of the second coming. Already the Lord is coming back for vengeance on his enemies in a literal sense. That's crazy to to think. Um, I think we have to read Enoch again. It's been a little while since we've read it. Now doing this, I'm like, ah, we got to read it again. Yeah. Okay, sorry, 16. Again, be careful with Enoch. These people are grumblers and complainers. 
living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves, and they flatter others to get, or get what they want. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. We just read that same thing in John, guys. The same exact thing. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. That seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> hating the sins that contaminate their lives. So we stop it. Yeah. And we really, really don't like it true repentance where we have right. completely, completely changed, changed the way that we right. feel about these things right like if it's not a, that we continue to do it and just go ah yeah once a week i say sorry Jesus, like if good. it's a food that you used to like all of a sudden you can't stand it and it makes you throw up anytime you smell it see it look at anything think of it yeah think of it 24 now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are his before all time and in the present and, and beyond all time. Amen. That's a good book. I like you a lot. I like that you and I, like we read this twice a day now. Because we do it in the morning with the kids, and I feel like I really enjoy our Bible study as a family that we mm -hmm. do every day. Like, I do. I enjoy but it's so a much. lot of fun. But reading to it again, too. just to, like, further mm. cement, sure. like, that into my mind. You can never, really, yeah. You can never you do can it never, too much, You can course. never read enough. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times a day I've probably come across something out of some of these letters. Of course, Just yeah. out of somewhere, but, you know, yeah, and you can never read too much. Um, but... These are just very, very important books. And this is one thing that when I started all this that I didn't understand was that this battle was so huge uh, to, to keep false teaching and to keep all the stuff out and that, that it was going to be a constant battle throughout the, this whole period of time. You know, it was, see, it was like... You know, it, it's building it is going to be difficult. It'll be easy, but it'll be, um, I don't know how to say it. I just said it'll be easy, but it'll be difficult. But um, salvation mm -hmm. becomes fairly simple, you know. Well, because it is. The idea of salvation then, is such a simple idea, right? You accept right. belief in Christ. That that's it. But the result of what that should do, I mean, but look at it in the same way. Being a parent, right, is simple. Like the act, sure. like yeah. actually yeah. 
That's a good example. Getting pregnant, right, mm-hmm. is relatively simple. Not for every case, you know, whatever, right. I know. But in an ideal setting, it's a relatively simple thing that just kind of happens. It isn't that mm-hmm. big of a thing. But is being a parent simple? No. Well, heck no. <laughs> the right. moment you have that child, right, that the child comes, that just happens. But then everything is transformed. Everything is changed. Mm-hmm. You think of things differently. You look at things differently. You act differently. Your priorities are different. I mean, everything is completely mm-hmm. different. And so often we see God use the example of being a parent, you know, right. in how he is with us, how we are to be, you know, and all these different things. And it just makes such sense that, yeah, you're right. Jesus, come into my heart. Okay, that's, you know, that's, I believe in Jesus. Jesus, I love you. Mm-hmm. I want to follow you. Okay. But then there's that whole, not that he requires this checklist of things we have to do, but your life. No, but it's almost truly like. Truly transforms. It, it's after. almost like one of, it, it's just one of those things that you get. Yeah. You, you just nod and you go, yep, I got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of those things that you have to just bring yourself to and you realize that oh wow I deserve to die <laughs> and I, don't I deserve to be dead right now I deserve to be dead last week you know I deserve to not have any kind of forgiveness for you know once you see all of these different things that, that it takes God, yeah. right all that it takes and you realize you don't ever come to it like you're owed anything Oh, yeah, he doesn't owe me a thing. No. Mm-hmm. And you that will never, if you truly understand it, and that's always kind of been like, that's how you could tell. That's why there, there's, there's zero pride in it at all. Mm-hmm. That's how you could tell that people walk around and they say, you know, they say things, they run their mouth on the news, and you like, you don't get it at all. No, you're part of these people here that I'm warned about. Yeah. Because any kind of pride, arrogance, any kind of, uh, oh, well, this is okay if, or, oh, well, we all do that. Like, no. No. You're giving no. encouragement to these things, and you are part of their evil purse. Yeah. So. Yeah, and in both, in, in all, all the letters. So I hope everybody had a... I hope that made helped everybody. I hope yeah. everybody really liked these. Um, just yeah, wrapping it up. False teaching, tr- living our lives for Christ, uh, being that radical difference, not looking like the rest of the world, hating the rest of the world. We have to live in it. We have to maintaining it and we have to just get done what we need done in it but by our radical change and our lovingness and serving others is what's going to show them that heart of christ and bring them to him that's how we you know everybody's so concerned about building the kingdom well that's how you build the kingdom of believers you know and it's uh, i i always mention social media i know but you can tell when people love the world so easy on social media by the things that you post by the things that you post just certain things but i've seen a lot of things recently that you could tell by what they say you love the world you don't you may not even know it yeah so i just be careful we have to assess ourselves because if we love the world we don't have the love of god in us can't serve two ministers and that's hmm that's difficult. So, 
you know, let, let's just keep that in mind and pray. And we have a duty to definitely call out these false teachings and to, you know, not be unkind, but correct them where needed. So. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow.